but he has like my my debt has been completely wiped out thanks to a massive donation that we got just unexpectedly and yeah um, i'm very thankful because at this point in my life i don't need a lot of money to live on and god has just blessed me in that way and just provided for me and yeah this is exactly what i'm supposed to be doing right now and i'm in the right place and it just it feels really good and there's a lot of challenges along the way you know we're kind of have to do bookings as we go and there's still some spots in this tour down the states that we have no idea where we're going to be or if we're going to have any gigs or not so we just kind of have to rely on god to come through for us and he always does um in ways that we don't expect it and at times that we don't expect it um, but that's just another testament to how he works and yeah, it's, it's been a great year so far, and I'm, I'm really excited to see where it's going to go and how he's going to move in and through us um, in this year to come. And yeah, again, it's just awesome to be here with you guys and to share a little bit of what we do. And yeah, it's been a tremendous blessing to all of us so far. So thank you. guys my name is Ray and uh, I'd like to share my testimony with you guys if that's cool uh, I don't usually share with this many people I'm more of like a one-on-one -on -one type of guy or get to know you and then talk exchange stories and stuff um, I'm more comfortable speaking to people large groups with my bass guitar and uh, <laughs> I love playing that thing and uh, there's really no wrong notes uh, when you get onto a guitar, but there's some wrong words, so we're, we're going to give this a go and, and see how it goes. But uh, I'd like to, to share my story uh, through some encouragement from, uh, from the guys here, Jill and through Clint here. Um, they wanted me to, to do some sharing and stuff, so uh, I'd just like to talk to you a little bit about my life a few years ago. Um, when I was uh, a little bit younger, when I was mid-20s, 25, um, I was bored with life, and I know that's just like ridiculous to say, but I was completely bored. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't really care. I just knew that everything was numb, and I just didn't really want to do anything. I just, nothing really got me excited ever or anything like that. And uh, I remember I was watching TV one day, and uh, you know one of those programs came on about people you know starving in Africa. These little children. I'm watching these kids, and uh, you know I see them like with you know high def, you know tears rolling down their their cheeks. And I can hear them crying in surround sound. Um, the only thing that was missing was maybe the smell or something. Like I was right there, and I said boring, and I went click, <laughs> and uh, and then and then it kind of hit me that I was like. Dude, <laughs> you don't feel anything for these people. These are actually people out there, and they're suffering, and you don't care. Like, you're totally numb to it. And still, I felt nothing for it, but I knew that there was something wrong with that way of thinking. And so it was, I just brought it to God. I'm like, God, this isn't right, but this is how I'm feeling. I'm being honest right now. I've got problems with reality, and unless I'm immersed into something, it's hard for me to conjure up that as reality. So I'm like, what do you, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And uh, and uh, the next day, I heard a buddy of mine who's a, a missionary in Africa died, and he was only 34. His wife was pregnant with his first kid and stuff like that. So I spent all night checking it out and seeing all these letters that he had written back to his church, encouraging them and telling him about uh, things he, uh, he was doing and what they were doing and stuff like that. And I got excited. I was like, okay, God, like this is what I got to do. Like, I got to go to Africa. I got to see these these children for real. 
And uh, so the next day, I was working at a guitar store at the time. The next day, the director of Venture Teams International comes in, and I sold him a couple of bass guitars and stuff like that. We chatted just on his way out. He's like, hey, you ever want to go somewhere? I'm like, you guys going to Africa? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> so it was, it was so lined up. It was so perfect. So then I was like, okay, God, this is, you got my attention. This is what I got to do. Um, next step, take away anything that's going to block this experience from its full potential. Uh, just take anything away that's going to distract me. Um, so God did that. <laughs> um, I've been dating this girl for about four years. She had two two daughters from a previous marriage. Um, and so I've taken these little girls from like changing their diapers to teaching them how to read and stuff like that. And it's just so amazing. I love these girls so much. Little princesses. And um, I found out like a week before I went to Africa that, uh, well, she broke up with me, number one, for, for no apparent reason. And then I found out that she was cheating on me, type of thing. Um, that really messed me up a lot. Uh, I don't know if uh, you guys have all experienced heartbreak. I was a mess, um, especially because the just the void in my life, anything I found identity in, um, was no longer there. And uh, yeah. So what I spent doing for that next week, I couldn't, I couldn't really sleep very well. So uh, I decided that uh, drinking was the way to go. Um, I got drunk every night <laughs> and passed out, and uh, that was my way of getting some rest, some peace. It was that glorious uh, drunken numbness, I guess. Um, then it came to uh, it, it, that that wasn't even working anymore. After after a week of that, that was no longer working, and it was three days. I remember these days so vividly because I was going crazy. I, I couldn't sleep and I couldn't eat, and those basic things um, they start to drive you nuts after a while. So I remember being on my bed, curled up in the fetal position. Um, I had cried uh, till I had no more tears left, and I had screamed and yelled. Uh, Todd, no more voice. And uh, I just felt useless. Just this like clump of flesh that couldn't make a sound, couldn't even express the emotion I was feeling. And uh, um, it was about 4, 4.30 in the morning, still hadn't slept, starting to go crazy. Um, all I could do was cry out to God. I'm not sure if you guys ever been there or the only thing to get you past that next couple seconds, you just like crawl on your way forward, and the only thing that will get you there is your cry out to God. And it was just like, God, take away this pain, or just end it right now. Like that's that's what kept me going the next couple seconds. And uh, this is the cool part. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, everything was clear and focused. Like uh, going from no sleep, no food, nothing, kind of going like crazy, delirious, um, everything everything was in perspective now, and I could see myself, and um, I was this little clump <laughs> of flesh, <laughs> curled up like I was on my bed there, and everything was white around me, and so and then all of a sudden I zoomed in, um, so that there I was, I could feel myself, and I knew that I was on this white, and I could feel myself go up and down, really slow and steady, and... Uh, then I could feel this this warm wind, this warm breath on me, beat down on me. And uh, that's when I knew I was on the chest of God. Mm -hmm. It's about 
that big. <laughs> it's cool, like just Amen. big enough that uh, I was right on his heart. And uh, just for a second, I was there, and it just woke up right after that, just that little experience. And let me tell you, like uh, all the pain in the world, it's worth just that second. Yeah. But that's kind of that's kind of where the story ends there. I woke up the next morning. Um, three hours later, I was alert. I was good to go. Um, went to to work uh, at the guitar store. The last few weeks was just a mess. Of course, can't sleep, and um, pretty much hung over every time I went to work. You know, like uh, to, today was different. I woke up and I was just very alert, very in control. Um, and uh, just had a lot more peace about it. I went to Africa. The problems didn't really end there, but God started working in my life there. Um, physically, I could not get out of my bed or go to sleep until I had talked to God. I'd lay in bed and I'd try to get up. Couldn't do it. <laughs> I actually had to talk to God and say, God's strength, <laughs> empower me to be able to wake up, to be able to, to climb out of this bed, because physically, I cannot do this without you. And... Uh, yeah, it was literally, that's all I had was God for that time. And it was the, the coolest, coolest thing ever. And um, he definitely stripped away uh, everything from me to be able to rely completely on him to be able to work in people's lives and, in, uh, in Africa. And Uganda is where we, where we went to there. But anyways, if you guys want to hear a little bit more of the story, a little bit more details, come talk to me afterwards and stuff like that. But just thought I'd share that with you guys. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow, I don't know where to go from there, right? <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I uh, I don't know if I should tell you my story now or if I should. Oh, I, whatever. Tell it. <laughs> um, I want to just share with you uh, how I got involved in in this and how God really changed my life in a lot of ways. Um. I've been doing this since September 2008, and this is so cool to hear Ray's story and Nathan's story, too, because God's been changing us and working us over this year like we have never known before. Wow. And um, uh, let me just say, I um, was a teacher uh, before coming and doing this. I took my teaching degree, and I went to school to do this. And I was teaching for a few years. And uh, God was really, um, I had been writing songs in my basement. I, I write by myself because that's just, you know, it was a, a form of worship to God. And it was also a form of me to express myself just through being in my basement. And um, I was just feeling a, a bit overwhelmed because... Um, I believe that God was asking me to go ahead and make a recording of the songs that I have. And um, if you know me, I love music, but I never, ever would have thought this would have been happening right now. And so I actually like resisted God for uh, a couple years, just saying, no, I don't want to do this. And, and part of it was a pride thing. I thought that, you know, I'm being so humble, God. I, you know, my songs aren't good enough, you know. But God showed me that by being disobedient to Him, it's a pride thing. And so uh, 
I decided that I was going to go and make an album. And uh, my thought of an album was seriously a basement album in my basement, maybe me funding a few dollars to, you know, <laughs> whatever. But that wasn't God's idea. <laughs> and uh, I actually ended up um, going to a producer uh, who's been in Nashville and also up in Canada now. And uh, I got a got a, a sheet to say how much it was going to be, and it was going to be about $25,000 to go ahead and make an album. And I thought myself completely crazy, because that's all like my loan has been for my university in one month of time, um, in, in just one month. And I thought, God, you're crazy. I no, I'm not like this kind of person. I like, I don't have any good songs. I'm not really gonna do this. Um, but just really felt like, okay, I know it's right. I have a piece here that says this is right. You are to walk in this way. And I'll tell you, my family, my my dad wasn't with me in this. He's very rational and he's practical. And so for him, he. He just couldn't understand, Jill, like, maybe you should do something a little bit smaller scale, you know? Like, you never have done this before. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I just, like, I just know God is calling me to do this. So I ended up recording this album. And in the midst of choosing to do that, um, a really tr some tragic things happened in my life. I actually lost two people very close to me. One was a 31-year-old um, a guy um, who's... Um, wife was my roommate in college and uh, he left her um, uh, with a, she was eight months pregnant and a three-year-old little boy and then two months later I got a call saying that my little buddy I was teaching kindergarten and my little buddy in there who had been with me for a couple of years was killed as well in a car accident and um, wow like God had just been um, I had been writing a song about trusting God in the very hardest times of our life, the day of this happening, the accident. I had no idea that this was coming. And um, so that ended up on my album as well. And um, I did this album, and then I just knew that God was saying, Jill, this isn't over yet. You're not supposed to teach next year. And I'm like, no, no, like I'm a teacher. This is what I do. I don't know any other way, seriously. Um, then I ran into Mark Sorrell, too. <laughs> he just gets us all, doesn't he? Um, that's the director from Venture Teams, and they were starting up a way to, to help artists get on the road. And so um, I'm like, oh, God, is this how this is supposed to be? And God was so good because, you know what, I ended up starting this completely by myself. I was completely freaked out because I'm like, here's me and my little keyboard and I'm going to see like 350 junior high kids in this school and like, look at me. I mean, they're not going to like me. Like, how in the world am I going to speak to these people? Like, I don't know anything. And um, it was so cool because God just granted this amazing favor with these kids. And um, God started to say, Jill, this is what I want you to do. And so I got into this thinking, okay, God, I'm going to do this. You know what? I want to give you my life. I said that I would do that. Here I go. And so in September of 2008, um, I decided to come on with this ministry. And I had no idea what it was going to look like. I don't even know anything about like the music end of things or anything. I just knew I was supposed to come. Um, you know what? 
God showed me through this was, you know what? I thought that I could do this by myself. I honestly thought, okay, I can figure this out. If I just like book these things here, that's what I should do. I'll just put them in my calendar and we'll book this all up and I'll go out and I'll sing a little bit and hopefully God will use that. Uh, but the crazy thing is, is that God totally took my life in a different direction. I thought, you know, when you step out into a call for God, all of a sudden things are going to be awesome because you're right in the call of God. But that wasn't how things went for me. Um, I actually went through one of the most hardest times coming into ministry. And I started to question whether, God, is this really real? And is this really what I'm supposed to do? I'm hitting every wall. One night, I was sitting up, and I was and I was just depressed. I can't tell you how depressed I felt. I went through a depression when I was in high school, and that was one of the worst things in my life, and I never wanted to go back. But one night, I found myself way low like that, and I realized as I started to list off all the things that I was like experiencing in my mind at the time, it was every single weakness that I've ever had. In one night being thrown at me. And I want to tell you that um, sometimes I believe right before God's calling, like this amazing breakthrough in our lives, is this really tough time. Because Satan knows already what's going to happen. He doesn't want you to ever get past that. He doesn't want you to keep going. But the one thing that God did put in me that is sometimes bad but sometimes good is I'm a stubborn person. And I was like, I ain't quitting. You know what? I don't care. This is, my, this is where I'm supposed to be, God. What do you want? And I said, God, I will let you take control of my life. I want you to do that because I can't. I'm messing up everywhere. I can't figure out how to put this thing together. I have no idea where you want me to go. And it was there that God says, you know what, no, you can't do this, but I can. And that's where I started to take and say, okay, I'm not perfect because these things happen. But I look at David's life. You know, lately I've been reading in the story of David and looking at his life. And you know what, guys, everybody talks about David as this great and mighty king. You know, look at him. He's remembered for generations and generations to come. But this guy had some serious things that he had to go through. And one of the stories that I was listening to was the story of Absalom, his own son. Here's David. God, God says, I will bless you for many generations to come. Your name will, will always be. Your kingdom will always be. And then just a few chapters later, Absalom is wanting to take his own father's life. He's the king's son. And it makes me go, wow, like, you know, I can't even imagine, you know, my own flesh and blood turning against me, you know. And here's, here he is. And so Absalom is out there um, making friends with all the people and gaining a great army behind him. And David is, is, is head in shame, running away, scared. This isn't the David that I know, right? But I want to say that, you know, the end, of course, if you know the end of the story, is that Absalom is killed and, and David is returned to the throne. But my, my challenge, I guess, is I, as I look at my life and where I've come from, is 
this is the most incredible life I've ever had in my life. It may be the most difficult growing experience in my, in my life, but I'll tell you, when you step out and when you take God's call and you say, God, I will do what you say to do, God just goes ahead of you and he blesses you immensely. I can't even tell it. You know, uh, the, the, the album, I made a second album, and this is incredible too. I'm a missionary. I don't have lots of money, okay? We, we live on faith believing that God will like provide for our needs. And so it's just like, wow, God, will there be money this month to even pay the rent? Well, I'll tell you, when I, over the course of the year, some things happened, and I, God was saying, you know what, Jill, you know, it's time for you to do another album. And I, it was a $30,000 project this time. I'm going, oh my goodness, like, that's more than I make in, like, two years as a missionary, you know? And, and so, but the weird thing is, the very, very cool thing is, is uh, before going into this project, somehow, and I, I can't even attest to it, $15,000 is what I could put towards this album. And I'm like, God, I don't even know where this came from. $15,000. Like, I'm not a good saver. Uh, you know, I don't even know some days, uh, you know, how to manage my money right. But God just blessed me. Somehow this money was there. And uh, I just want to encourage you that if you have something that God wants you to do and it involves like maybe a cost of financial cost man there is nothing greater than just walking forward in faith and saying God okay I believe you for this and so the second album is called Rune for the Ordinary and it came about by a missionary um, in church and I said you know what when you experience God and when you walk in his power, and when, when you walk in his, in his way, and you step out, I feel like I've given up everything in my life. You know, I don't know. I don't have a place to go. I don't even have a home, to be really honest. I don't have a place that I actually can have. Like, I don't have an address. <laughs> and I, I feel like, whoa, okay. But when you walk and you give up all those things... It's incredible what God does in your life. Amen. And um, that's me. I'm just, you know, there is ups and there is downs and nothing is perfect. But yet I know that God goes with me in those experiences. And so I said to this missionary, I don't want to ever go back to what I knew before. And the missionary says to me, well then Jill, you are ruined for an ordinary life room for an ordinary life and I thought God yeah that's that's great so I titled my album room for the ordinary life because I no longer want to be this person who who walks in in fear or whatever I want to walk forward in faith and believe that God knows exactly each moment that he's got plan and he's got ministry and yeah. something yeah. for me to do and uh, yeah <laughs> I just want to encourage you with something um, I don't know how many of you guys feel maybe you believe lies in your life, but I know the lies that were going through my life. And um, just last night I was praying about what I'm 
say, and I just want to share that every lie, there's a truth that goes against it in the Bible. That's right. And so, you know, I, I had the fear of going forward and moving forward. And, you know, in 1 John 4.18, it says that perfect love casts out all fear. I started to recite that to myself. You aren't good enough. And then I said, his power is made perfect in my weakness in 2 Corinthians 12.9. And then it says, look at your life and how messed up you are. That's what Satan's trying to tell me. And then I started to realize that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus in Romans 8, 1. And then, you know what? It says, when God says, I, you know, I messed up so much, you'll never amount into anything. When Satan is telling you that you'll never amount to anything, it says that he who began a good work in you will finish it until completion. Philippians 1, 6. And you aren't worth it. And you know what? God can't love somebody like the, that you, but he says how great the love the Father has lavished on us that he has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are in 1 John 3, 1. I want to tell you that those are all lies. Those are all things that we believe that somehow, you know, if you want to be in ministry, you can't be messed up. you got to be perfect. And I'm not perfect, and I will be the first one to tell you that. If you want to know all the things that I mess up in my life, um, yeah, you can come and ask me later. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> but I want you guys to be challenged tonight to realize that, that, that the life with God is real. And that each one of you has, he has somewhere for you to go, somewhere, something for you to do. And whether it looks like this, a traveling ministry, or whether it's just that you're working your job and you've got a workplace to be speaking out Jesus' name out there, I I don't know what it is. You know, my my sister is a mom. And, and she takes care of kids. She's like, Jill, I don't have a life like yours. And I'm like, you don't have to have a life like your, mine. I don't have a life like yours, you know? Your kids mean so much. You know, you're raising these kids to do something incredibly awesome for God, you know? So, uh, you know, it's believing and walking forward. And each time you get a lie, I pray that you guys find the truth in the Bible and say, no, that's not true. Amen. I can walk forward in this and I can keep going. And uh, we just want to share, I don't know what we are for time there. Sweet. We're going to share our song, Room for the Ordinary, for you. And uh, we got one song called Troublemaker. And, uh, I love that song. I, I got her CD a year and a half ago. I just want to testify. That song's one of my most played on my iPod, for real. This song's awesome. That's because you're a troublemaker. You know, she probably won't tell you, she won't tell you this, but when we were up there, the pastor brought her up forward and said that Jill is being uh, nominated as the recording, the Christian Recording Artist of the Year in Canada, and her song was nominated, and her album was nominated. So, so God has really granted favor to this ordinary girl. for you. Uh, you guys, it's a little bit rocking, so maybe you can stand up. Yeah. And, and we're going to share a few more with you.
reminded as they sang that song. I don't know about you, but you know, Paul says in Romans 12, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that song is so powerful just to know the God that we serve, that he came and he went countercultural, he went against the status quo when he came That's not right. to be served, but to serve. And so we want to take some time now. Uh, this is normal for us on Tuesday nights to break up into small groups. So we're going to spend some time praying for each other that we'd be able to fight that temptation to just conform to the world and that That's God right. would give us grace to be Amen. servants of all, that He'd give us grace to be bold in our proclamation of the gospel Amen. and to love each other well. And so um, we're just going to take a few minutes, uh, find a couple people around you, two or three people. We just want to pray uh, that God would in in encourage us by His Spirit, as she says, we go forth in the power of the Spirit uh, to fight the status quo. And then and then this room eventually will turn, well, we'll come back together and then we'll this room will turn into a prayer room and there's... A lot of good food out there and fellowship. And also, if people have to leave before they come back and yeah. they want to get a CD, can you say something about Yeah, that? CDs. We're going to have them out on the table. And uh, What table? The table where there's food as well as the offering plate. Okay. And it's 15 years. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how I want to say What do I have to say about that? I don't know. Uh, so, you if, if you want a CD, uh, they're asking for like, a, well, we want to give them like about a $15 donation just to bless them and sow into their ministry. And so, I'll, I just encourage you, her music's great and I listen to it all the time. And so, and they're going to be around to talk if you want them to pray for you or you want to hear more about their story. They've just been so kind and gracious to come and serve us. And we just want to bless them as well. So, so the deal is, we. They can't sell them, but we're giving them a donation. In return for the free CD. Right. <laughs> so, break. Two or three, right? Thank you guys so much. It's been awesome to be here, and we really appreciate it. And we are on Facebook, many of you guys are, so. Before we split up, we got a uh, change of plans. We're going to split up in a second here. Change of plans. Can we have the band um, come into this area right here? Yeah.